0: February 9th. So happy February again. And we're continuing on this series of The Overcomers. And on today's podcast, I want to discuss this topic called, what do you do when you don't see what you have been believing for? So Christians, kingdom people, I'm coming at you. I'm coming after you. (laughs) I'm coming with a whole bunch of hope today. And uh, what. So once again, what do you do when you don't see what you have been believing for? Like I said, I'm continuing on this series of the Overcomers. Last week, I shared on overcoming faith. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, 17, that faith comes. Uh, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the preach, proclaim, prophetic word that comes from the mouth of the Father, which is the, the word of faith that we preach, according to Romans 10, 8. But it clearly says that faith comes. So if faith can come, then guess what? Faith can go. And sometimes we don't feel like that faith is coming. Sometimes we feel like our faith is diminishing or we don't have enough faith for the situation. And um, I share on the importance of developing faith, how to build faith and how to become through faith, uh, your the breakthrough that everyone needs within your sphere of influence. And that is even by faith. Our faith. First John four, five four says, "This is your victory that overcomes the world, even our faith." So it's even our faith that overcomes the world. What world? The spirit of the world, the zeitgeist, the weltgeist, the the spirit of the age, and and uh, the spirit that is at work in the sons of unrighteousness. And and so, how do you overcome that? You even by our faith. And there's several different places uh, where um, God teaches us through the things that Jesus went through with, with the woman with the issue of blood. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. She, had, she was bleeding for 12 years, spent all of her money, didn't know what to do, heard about Jesus, pushed through the crowd. She could have got stoned, killed, left outside the city. All these things could have happened to her. But she said, I, I, I'm desperate. I need, I I want to live. I, if I can get to Jesus, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. And she did touch the hem of his garment. And he's looking for it. And he says, who touched me? And the disciple said, this, sorry. The disciples said, uh, Jesus, are you like, are, you need some electrolytes, maybe some, you need I need to get you a Gatorade, or you know, you need some water, maybe you need to sit down because there's a whole crowd that is touching you. No, no, no. Somebody touched me by their faith. They touched me and they drew virtue. They drew the anointing out of my body. And so he turns around and looks for her, and he says, Woman, that thy faith, thou faith, your faith has healed you. Go your way. Be healed. So uh, it's our faith that we tap into. You're saved by faith. You're healed by faith. And it even says Enoch walked with God and then was not by faith. He actually got raptured up into the presence of God um, and didn't die by faith. So um, developing, overcoming faith is, is key. So go back and listen to last week's. If you did not, I think it'll help you on how to develop it. So, but on today's episode there, there, uh, I want to discuss with you, what do you do when you don't see what you have been believing for? What do we do now? It's the midnight hour. Uh, You know, God should have showed up. The, the, you know, they're pulling my car away. You know, God should have showed up before they pulled my car away. You know, you, you know, I'm, Different things the, the, the mortgage didn't come through the, the money was supposed to come through the, the, the that prophecy was supposed to come place. What do I do when things don't happen exactly the way I thought they should? Or what do I do when I don't see what I've been believing for? So there's there's like I say, there's been darkness on the earth, is darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people? with the shutdowns the quarantines and even things like economical instabilities many people are seeming seemingly have lost their way and they don't know what to do they're disappointed disillusioned and even with some of the prophetic things that that people were believing for and didn't come to pass and and it's just like what do i do now so i i hope you can um receive The the anointing of breakthrough today uh, and the anointing of hope that I'm releasing today when, when I share on this topic and how that we can become the overcomers that our spheres of influence need us to be at this time as the ecclesia of God, as the ones that are called out to govern and rule and reign on his behalf as ambassadors from the third heaven, preparing this planet for the King. To come by preaching the gospel into every culture and every nation and every tongue and and seeing the kingdom at work. So I don't preach just the gospel of salvation, even though I do. uh, I preach the gospel of the kingdom, which is um, encompassing everything. There is a secular... Uh, sociological study that has been done is called Redemption and Lift. And wherever the gospel of the kingdom of God goes into a nation, it actually redeems the culture and lifts it out of poverty and out of uh, depression. It's amazing what the gospel of the kingdom can do. So once again, I'm going to ask you this question. What do I do when I don't see what I have been believing for? And I just want to tell you one thing you do. You simply stand. Don't dismiss me with, you know, I've tried that and it just doesn't work. I want to tell you you're bigger than that. I want to tell you to get back up, dust yourself off. I wanna tell you that you're bigger than anything that is opposing you. You're bigger than the situation, the circumstance, the lion, the bear, the lion, the, 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 the mountain, the giant, whatever thing that's coming against you, disease or or or, or pain or depression or thoughts of the, the trauma that you went through as a child. All these things are trying to stop you. Yes, the enemy is trying to amplify these things and trying to illuminate these things to your eyes, and amplify them to your ears and trying to get you to pay attention to everything that you're going through. But I wanna tell you, if you stand and all things stand you will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living i just want to say to you stand we we stand we don't sit down fold our hands and say fine no we just stand we made to understand everything that's going on even though we don't understand we still stand we stand right in the face of the naysayers the mockers and all the demons screaming failure we just simply stand we stand and we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But how? How do we do this? How do we stand when everything is saying the opposite of what we believed? I'm so glad you asked. And that's what this podcast is all about. In First John 2.20 says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. So the question is, so if I know all things, why did I not see what I was believing for? If I know all things, then why did I believe in something that I wasn't that wasn't going to happen? These are great questions. The fact is, and let me just you know build this case a little bit, if, if I could say it that way. The fact is that you are a spirit first and foremost. You live in a body and you possess a soul. Your spirit is the part of you that is was instantly saved at the time of your reformation. Because of the perfect sacrifice of the only begotten of the Father, Jesus, your spirit has become one with the spirit of the living God, and in your spirit, you do actually know everything. Your soul, on the other hand, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, is learning everything. So your spirit knows everything, but your um, your soul, which is your mind, your will and your in your motion, uh, is learning everything. Your body. So the third part of your triune being, your spirit, soul, and now your body, your body is coming into alignment as your soul prospers. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So your, so your spirit is saved, your soul is being saved, and your body will be saved. Now bear with me, I'm, build, I'm building something here that we, we will have a little bit of understanding why we're not seeing some things that we've been believing for. So like I said, we are trichotomy beings and at the same time operating within two completely different worlds simultaneously, heaven and earth, while dealing with two different rules of engagement at work in each realm. So we're dealing with a, a rules of engagement that are different in the spiritual realm and different in the physical realm, but the things in the spirit can affect the things in the physical because they all came out of a spoken word where God sits supreme in heaven. So what, what makes this all work seeming seamlessly and causes us to walk in great Accuracy is when our souls become more and more uh, like our born-again spirits. So what makes us uh, be the overcomers is when our souls become more like our born-again spirits Who are right now, and I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you have become one with the Spirit of the Living God. This is mind blowing, and we need to begin to understand and receive this revelation, and then we will begin to uh, uh, get into the Word of God and believe the Word of God, because you have been born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. This is how you were born. You did not see Jesus resurrected from the dead. You did not. You did not see Him ascend into heaven. You did not see Him sprinkle the blood on, on. the, the mercy seat. You did not see him send forth the Holy Spirit, but somebody preached it one day and you believed it and somebody spoke the word of God and you began to believe it and something changed in you and felt like a million pounds come off of you. It's real and it happened and you are born again. You became one with the spirit of the living God, but now your mind must be restored. Your mind must be reformed and your the process must be that your soul becomes just like your spirit. So the process of your soul being saved is by your mind being washed by the water of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. As our minds are being cleansed and recalibrated to the mind of Christ by the word of God, our emotions are being trained and our wills are being fortified, which gives us a prosperous soul leading to greater levels of victory. And this is according to, like the scripture I quoted just a minute ago, Third John two. This says, "Beloved, I wish above all things, above all things, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, not your spirit, but your soul. The battleground is the soul of man. Whoever runs the soul on the earth runs the runs the show on the earth. Whether you you're renewing your mind according to the washing of the water of the word, or you're believing the the distribution of demonic spirits of of Everything in the physical realm and and, and you're receiving this, who are you listening to? What are you allowing to be strongholds in your minds? So you prosper here on the earth as your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions prosper. You may be born again and seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. But if your soul is not renewed, you you will do nothing for the kingdom of God here on the earth compared to what God has planned for you. Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for good for those who love God. But many times we don't finish the rest of that scripture, which says, "...and are called according to His purpose." This is where many of us miss it. We think just because we love God and that God loves us, that everything is going to work out. Yes. Okay, for one, like you you may be going to heaven, you may have eternal life, you may know God, you may know the Christ, and you may have eternal life, but it doesn't work out here on the earth. He said, this is why he has us pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven on a regular basis. So, okay. Okay that because we love God, and people quote it like that, they said, you know, all things work together for those that love God, you know, and they don't quote the rest of the scripture, which says, and are called according to his purpose. I just wanna tell you, this is just plainly a lie. To have maximum potential, we must get to a place called there, the place of his purpose for our lives, the place of obedience. Obedience is your greatest weapon in this season, and every other season of life. We want to do what we want to do, oftentimes, when we want to do it, with who we want to do it with, and then expect everything to go smoothly and live the abundant life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to be mean or anything, but there's a difference between the great American dream and the gospel of the kingdom. I mean a lot of those things cross paths, and a lot of the, you know God is all about prosperity he 's all about blessing his people he 's all about these things, but it it 's on his terms and, and being led by him he 's sending the resources to that place called there, that place of obedience here we we need we need things and resources for our purpose and to take care of our family and all this but we must understand that we have to be all loved by God and love God and, and receive his love but we also have to be called according to his purpose and when you are saved and born again you are called according to his purpose you came into this realm with a dream with a purpose and then it 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 could not be tapped into without the blood of Jesus Christ and you coming as a new creation. But when you did, your purpose was ignited. So how do we tap in and how do we live out the purpose? And part of that is by walk simply walking in obedience to God. Okay. Okay, so here's the newsflash. Let me just reiterate this. When you love God and he loves you and you... uh don't finish the rest the rest of that scripture and, and, and claim this part that you are actually called according to his purpose. It just doesn't work that way in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. We don't get to pick and choose everything we want and not give a second thought about what God thinks. And when we make a poor decision, we expect God to bail us out. We've all been there. Uh, don't... Don't look so shocked. We've all been there. And thank God he is merciful, but that's not his best. Okay. It's like this example God designed healing because people will need healing. But his best is to come to a place where you are walking in health, not from healing to healing. No condemnation. The fact is, we need to be more intimate with the Father and have him in all of our decisions of life. So, there's no condemnation here. He, he longs to heal you. If you need healing, he wants And he'll heal you as many times as you need to be healed. But his desire is that we walk in health, not from healing to healing. So the question is, why did I share all that? Why? Because we are on a journey of trust in the midst of our salvation. We are learning and we are being trained like an archer. An archer did not hit the bullseye every time. It took training. Ladies and gentlemen, we are training for raining, and we are reigning while we are training. And that's so beautiful. One way that we are training is understanding that sometimes we just miss it. Sometimes we think we were right and it just didn't happen the way we thought. For those times, just get back up, dust off, dust yourself off, and get back in the game. So, you know, there are many prophets that Let me just be real. There are many prophets that prophesied that Trump would get in and I'm not coming against them. Please hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. We don't stop believing in the prophets because they got one wrong and they got like a, you know a thousand prophecies right before, and then we just throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you just you got to dust yourself off. You got to say sorry if you missed it. I think some of them actually didn't miss it, and that they, uh, maybe they missed it the way they presented it, and 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 they didn't completely miss it. They saw part of it. So I, I'm not i 'm not condemning anybody i 'm just saying if, if you missed it, you just get back up sometimes we we don't see what we 're believing for because we were out of line out of alignment we weren't in obedience we weren't doing what God called us to do and 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 we felt some things very strongly and we were more maybe even speaking out of our soul and expected some things to happen, and then they didn't happen so that 's just one aspect, but this post is actually for those times that you know that you know that something different should have happened and what in the world happened. And this is why I'm doing this post today. When you don't understand, you must continue to stand. I started off with that. When you don't understand, just continue to stand. Stand on what? Stand on on the promises of God that are still yes and amen. Stand on the fact of your salvation. Stand in the midst of it, knowing that the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is on the inside of you, desperately waiting to come on the outside of you. Stand in the fact that he has been good to you, and that you've been sustained by the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and that the kindness has led you to repentance time and time again. And you stand on the, on the fact that his mercies have endured forever that you that you stand on the fact that you're still breathing you're you're still standing in the midst of it all just keep on when you don't understand just keep on standing and it will come eventually back your strength will come back your faith will arise there will be a fresh wind of the holy spirit a fresh anointing will begin to come upon your life so i just say stand And you may say, stand on what? And I just shared a bunch with you. Stand on the promise. So in the next few paragraphs, I'm going to release a kingdom principle that will change your life forever. This kingdom principle, when applied, will empower you to take more ground and be propelled into greater things than you had never had ever imagined. Your mind is about to take a quantum leap into victorious living. This promise is going to renew your mind. Somebody say, praise God. Somebody, so Father God, I thank you that as I release this kingdom principle, there'll be eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to perceive what the spirit of hope is trying to release, the spirit of the living God that is trying to rejuvenate. Father God, I thank you for the anointing that lifts off burdens and destroys yokes right now being delivered to these people. Shikuraba Sandai, Father God, I thank you for a fresh anointing coming into their lives in Jesus' mighty name. So this promise begins in John chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. Verse 25, the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the Prince of Nails and put my finger into the Prince of Nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the door being shut, and stood in the midst of it and said, peace to you. Then he said to, you, to Thomas, reach your finger into here, and p- look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but be believing. 28, and Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are they and blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I'm gonna say that again. This is what Jesus said to Thomas. He says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? Because what you've been believing for, you have not yet seen. This is the key. Jesus shows up. Let me just give you a little background. The background is the disciples just cannot believe that this has just happened. There's are locked down. They're contained. They're in fear. They're they're in somewhat unbelief. From the disciples' perspective, this was never supposed to happen this way. Even though Jesus told them time and time again that he was was going, that it never really settled in. As far as they knew, Jesus, the Messiah, was supposed to go, he was supposed to go to heaven And he was supposed to come back with 10,000s of angels and take over. But it didn't happen that way. He wasn't supposed to die, not this way, not humiliated. This was supposed to be the Christ, the one that would destroy the works of the evil one, the one that would return Israel to its throne. It was not supposed to happen, happen this way. So they they locked themselves in this house and they, they locked the doors and they're behind the, the walls of, of, of containment and and be behind the, the doors of fear. So they're cowering there because they think if they could do it to Jesus, the creator of all, the word that became flesh, They could do it to the the anointed Messiah. My God, those Romans could do it to us too. So right there in the middle of the fear, the delusion and the doubt, Jesus walks through the obstacles and right through the physical walls and stands in the midst of them and says, peace be with you. In this last year, we have been seeing challenges like never before. We have been challenged like never before. In this year, literally and prophetically challenged like never before. Everything has been tested and then retested. Everything has been shaken and then reshaken. We have been uh, coming to grips with what we truly believe and many have begun a journey back to majoring on the majors and and a a requiescence with his original sorry a reacquaintance with his original intent but many others have almost given up and i want to speak to you today oh they're still showing up guys many of you are still showing up you're still showing up to work Yes, you're still showing up to some social functions when you're allowed to, and there hasn't been the lockdowns that have been put in place. And they're showing up, but on the inside, many of you have been giving up. And we've stepped over into abundance and thriving in life and, and dreaming of better days. And we've, we've just begun to survive. This is much how Thomas was feeling just before Jesus shows up on the eighth day. The eighth day is the day of new beginnings. I can even feel the angst in his soul of Thomas as Jesus shows is about to show up, but didn't yet show up. I can feel the angst in the soul of Thomas. I can't afford to believe again. It's too costly. I do not have the emotional equity. I'll sit this one out, guys. Then, then just at that moment, Jesus shows up on that very day, the eighth day. Eighth, prophetically speaking, is the number of new beginnings. I, I don't think that's just a coincidence. Jesus shows up again that day, and that day became a new day. Jesus shows up not to scold Thomas but to spe- but specifically for Thomas's. I know that God is showing up for the Thomases today, you're not the doubting Thomases, I'm not putting you in that area, I'm just saying you're the real Thomases that have a real problem and you have really been overcome by the by the the floods of the enemy and you've been sideswiped in these things and I want to say that Jesus is about to show up in the midst of your shutdown and you're letting go and you're giving up as he did for Thomas. He's about to show up for you. don't give up, keep standing, and you shall see the deliverance of the Lord in the land of the living. Jesus, again, as he did on that first day, walks through all the doubt, unbelief, fear, and through the physical walls and stands in the midst and says, peace to you. It's interesting if you just, if we go back over the story, the first time on the first day of his resurrection, Jesus walks through the walls and stands in their midst and says, peace be with you. But this time, on the eighth day, on the day of new beginnings, he shows up and says, peace to you. Jesus is more specific towards Thomas. It's not the same as the first, albeit powerful, but this time it was, was powerful and very specific. In these times, God is specifically and powerfully speaking to you. The Thomases of this day, peace to you, I speak Peace to your storms right now. As an oracle of God right now, I'm saying peace to you. Peace to your storms. Peace to your situation. Peace to to everything you're going through. Peace to emanate from you. Peace to come forth from you. Peace to abide upon you. That, That you would abide in this sanctuary of peace today in Jesus' name. He is saying this so you can think clearly again there was no condemnation in his voice that day or in the gesture or in his eyes as he lovingly speaks to Thomas and there is no condemnation in what he is sharing with you today as he did with Thomas. He understands it's been hard and at the same time he is asking you yet again to simply believe. So here's the promise that you can stand on and war with. Did you hear that? Here's the promise that you can stand on and war with. And I'm just gonna mention it and I'm gonna take this up on the next episode. I'm gonna unpack this. The promise that you can stand upon for this next season that you're stepping into. The promise that will get you through and propel you forth, I'm about to release to you. So, Father God, I thank you for all these people that are listening here today. Father God, I'm asking that you would give them kairos moments of of your love and wrap your arms around them and let them feel your peace today, even as Thomas felt that peace, Lord God, 2,000 years ago on the eighth day of his resurrection. Father God, I'm releasing that today. And I thank you, Father God, for working in all of our lives and giving us the grace to stand and in all things stand in Jesus' name. So next week, I will continue this on and I will share with you the promise that that you can stand on and war with in this very season when we're not seeing what we have been believing for. Once again, this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach on Wake Up Into Your Dream. We are building line upon line, precept upon precept, uh, things uh, 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 being built into our lives and released from our, and revelations of the resources that God has for us, that we can operate in this realm and be the overcomers that he's called us to be. Amen. Bless you guys. If you have an opportunity, please go to www.berrymiracle.ca Check out some of our resources. You can buy my book called Wake Up Into Your Dream. And I go into depth about how to how to, that there is a dream, that there was a dreamer, that you can have a dream, that that you can live out of your dream, and the prosperity, that and and the protection, and the peace, and the, everything you need is found within the dream that needs to come out of you, and you 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 can tap into, it, and how to stay in it even when times get tough. I bless you guys, love you guys, and look forward to sharing the rest of this. On, on next week's podcast. But for now, Barry Miracle signing off. God bless you all. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend, Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.